Hello, this is Helga Edwards, and I'm here with my husband Bob. Today we will be reading Genesis 12, verses 10 to 20 from the Common English Bible, beginning at verse 10. When a famine struck the land, Abram went down toward Egypt to live as an immigrant since the famine was so severe in the land. Just before he arrived in Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, I know you are a good-looking woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but let you live. So tell them you are my sister, so that they will treat me well for your sake, and I will survive because of you. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw how beautiful his wife was. When Pharaoh's princess saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's household. Things went well for Abram because of her. He acquired flocks, cattle, male donkeys, men servants, women servants, female donkeys, and camels. Then the Lord struck Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Abram's wife Sarai. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and said, What's this you've done to me? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she's my sister, so that I made her my wife? Now here's your wife, take her and go. Pharaoh gave his men orders concerning Abram, and they expelled him with his wife and everything he had. Here ends our reading of Genesis chapter 12. In this passage, we can see indications of an unhealthy pattern of behavior between Abram and his wife Sarah. To begin with, Abram is afraid that he will be in danger because of his wife's beauty. He expects that Pharaoh will be so enamored with Sarai that he will kill Abram and then take Sarai for himself. To avoid this imagined outcome, Abram tells his wife to mislead the Egyptians by claiming to be Abram's sister rather than his wife. Initially, this seems to work well for Abram. On account of Sarai, Abram is given flocks, cattle, male donkeys, men servants, women servants, female donkeys, and camels. Sarai, on the other hand, is taken into Pharaoh's household to become his wife. This does not work out well for Pharaoh. Verse 17 tells us, The Lord struck Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Abram's wife Sarai. Pharaoh had married another man's wife, and the Lord was not pleased. When Pharaoh discovered Abram's deception, this was his response. What's this you've done to me? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she's my sister so that I made her my wife? Now here's your wife, take her and go. Even when discovered in his deception, one that caused great hardship for Pharaoh and his household, Pharaoh did not have Abram killed. Abram's initial fears were unfounded, and his resulting behavior was dishonest and unjust. He put his wife in a bad situation by telling her to mislead the Egyptians on his behalf. In the end, fear and dishonesty led to the expulsion of Abram and Sarai from Egypt. Too often we see patterns of behavior that are similar to Abram's. In some church cultures, there is a tremendous fear that if women are visible, this will somehow cause men to engage in sinful behavior. As a result of this fear, women are kept out of sight 
and out of mind by religious tradition. Women are taught to believe a lie, that God would not want them to be just as visible and influential as men in the life of the congregation. They are told that they must deny the gifts that God has given them, silence the voice that God has given them, and view the beauty God has given them as something that causes others to sin. As in the case of Sarai, women are trapped in situations that are unacceptable to God. God is not pleased with the underlying fear or with the injustice and dishonesty it leads to. Sarai's beauty did not cause Pharaoh to stumble. Abraham's deception did. Similarly, a dysfunctional and androcentric culture lies to us about women. Many men have been conditioned to associate the feminine form with sex in any and every context. Women may wear summer clothing in hot weather for exactly the same reason as men. Sadly, too many men are led to believe that when a woman wears summer attire on a hot day, it is a sexually provocative act. Unfortunately, in some churches, men and women are given this message. The over-sexualization of women by androcentric culture creates problems for both men and women. Men are given the message that they cannot say no to impulses generated by their own over-sexualized perceptions. Women are given responsibility for male behavior. Women are told to hide themselves and their gifts lest they cause men to stumble. God is not pleased with this culture, which is based on lies and fear. When writing to the church in Colossae, the Apostle Paul rebuked a group of false teachers who believed that men must avoid anything that might allegedly cause them to sin. They thought that religious legalism would keep them holy. This is what Paul said to them. These things have the appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion, humility, and a harsh treatment of the body, but they have no value against self-indulgence. We find that in Colossians chapter 2, verse 23. In Galatians, Paul said that in order to avoid sexual sin, people need to yield to the influence of the Holy Spirit at work in their lives. Paul said, Walk by the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that's in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16, 22, and 23. Paul also shared a healthy path to freedom from sinful behavior in chapter 12 of his letter to the church in Rome. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that's in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Men do not need women to hide themselves or their gifts. They need to have their minds renewed by the Holy Spirit. Men need to learn not to universally associate women with sex, but rather 
to view them as whole persons made in God's image. As the Apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy 5, verse 2, Treat older women as you would your mother, and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. In a healthy family culture, relationships like that of mother and sister are not viewed in a sexual light. It is also the case that if a man finds a woman attractive and she's not his wife, he does not have to act on any sexual impulses. In Genesis chapter 12, Abram needed to identify and face his fears. He needed to challenge his unwarranted belief that his wife's beauty would compel Pharaoh to commit adultery and murder. He needed to say no to his own impulse to mislead Pharaoh in an attempt to protect himself. He needed to manage his own feelings and behavior rather than projecting responsibility for them onto his wife Sarai. Many men in the church today can learn from Abram's mistakes. Rather than making women feel responsible for male behavior, men can surrender themselves to God and seek to have their minds renewed by the work of God's Holy Spirit. In this way, men and women can live in freedom rather than in bondage to fear, lies, and religious legalism.